1: G'day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast. And make sure you check out Buttsman Premium, where you can catch another episode of the podcast just for the premium members. It's fucking amazing. It's uncensored. It's fucking cocks are out. Dicks are swinging in the air. It's fucking unbelievable stuff. You will not believe what we got up to on Buttsman Premium. No, cocks are out. Just, um, just buttholes. buttholes. Just buttholes this week. Buttholes this week. Doodles next week. Doodles next week. Make sure you're there. G'day ladies and gentlemen welcome to the Butterfield Effects podcast for another week it's marvellous to have you here on today's episode we are talking to an absolute legend. Um, He's a dude called Yowie Dan. I found Yowie Dan through my mate Cade. And I've done Cade's podcast a couple of times. It's called the Believe uh, Paranormal and UFO Podcast. Really, really good. I suggest you go check it out. He has a lot of interesting guests on there who basically explain their paranormal experiences. I've been on there as well. It's a great podcast. Go and check it out. So we've done a lot of, well, we've done one major investigation, as you may have seen on Devil's Advocate. We went out to the bush near the Glass House Mountains on the Sunshine Coast and we actually went hunting for the Yowie. And if you don't know what the Yowie is, it is the Australian Bigfoot, the version of uh, Bigfoot here in Australia. Now, whether or not they are the exact same animal, I guess that remains to be seen. But we we stumbled across some interesting pieces of evidence uh, whilst we were out in in the bush, uh, it was int- it was it was concerning some of the things that actually took place that night, and uh, I'll go into it in more detail perhaps throughout the podcast. But ladies and gentlemen, uh, everyone here uh, that is watching this, or if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, welcome to the Butterfield Effect, and for the very first time on the show, yeah, we Dan, how you doing, sir? What's going on? I'm um, doing great. How you going, Isaac? Hope uh, lockdown's treating you well. Mate, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. I am getting very hairy at the moment, so uh, I shan't be going out in the bush. Uh, I will start uh, pretty much fitting right in. But, mate, let tell me, um, what brings someone uh, to name themselves Yowie Dan?
0: Uh, it's pretty simple. Uh, when
1: I first got on to looking into
0: Yowie's because uh, my first encounter back in Appen in 2005 – uh I got onto the AYR website that Dean Harrison runs and people had different names. And my name's Dan. I'm looking for Yowie. So, Yowie Dan, pretty simple. Fair
1: fair enough. Now, can you explain to people, in the intro I sort of said the same thing as Bigfoot, that type of thing. Is that a fair statement that a Yowie is a Bigfoot or is it completely different in this country?
0: Well, yeah, it's. I think it goes along the same lines, but because – uh, you look at North America and Australia are so far apart, they could have had an ancestor way back, going back eons, and then they've just branched apart because they've been living on different continents for so long. So, yeah, they're probably basically down the same lines as a Bigfoot, but, uh, yeah, probably a few different characteristic changes in them, maybe a different colored coat or different kind of face or something. But, yeah, basically on, along the same lines.
1: So we went out and we made a, a dock I don't know if you've seen it, but it's basically we're in the Glasshouse Mountains and we had a few investigators out there who, who took us out and we were, you know, downplaying it and it's a bit silly and all this type of stuff. But we did hear things out in the bush at night that were not unexplainable but certainly difficult to explain. We heard a lot of uh, noises in the bush. It felt like something was stalking us. Now, is that because we were just out there doing that and that's sort of the thing that you feel when you're out involved in that situation, you feel as if something's happening because you want it to happen or you're sort of uh, egging it on to happen, that type of thing. I'm not sure. But it was certainly scary-ish. And, uh, and a bit freaky. And the people who we went out with, you know, this was our first time engaging in such a task. They were absolutely convinced without a doubt that what we were going after was real and uh, as real as you or I. And it wasn't this crypto uh, crazy idea. It was very, very real. It was an animal. And they had a lot of other ideas, but I'm sure we'll get into that. But what convinced you that this Yowie, that Aboriginal people have talked about for probably 100,000 years, at least 80,000. What convinced you that it is a real thing?
0: Well, when I had my first encounter, I trained Greyhounds, and Appen is just south of Campbelltown. And basically something screamed and yelled and roared with something that had a chest at least the size of Andre the Giant, an old wrestler from back in the 80s and 70s. And it actually ripped a 20-foot, tree out of the ground and you could hear the the roots in the ground cracking and then it ran through the bush and it was like a sledgehammer hitting the ground. So that's what got me onto Yowie's. Before that, it was just a dreamtime story like everyone else. Basically, most of the people that get into doing Yowie and like researching like myself have had either an encounter or a sighting. And when I was at Glenbrook, I actually saw a small Junjati about four foot tall, if maybe that. And I saw him face-to-face looking at me and all the goosebumps went on me. And then I'll just, I remember saying to myself, they're 100% real. And that was it. I've been spurred on ever since.
1: What's a a Jun are It's
0: like a small type Yowie creature and they're only about four foot high maximum. Most times people say they're about three and a half foot tall. It looks like a little kid dressed up in 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 like a gorilla suit. But Yeah. yeah, big black eyes, like a bluey-gray skin, basically a yaoi, just like in midget form.
1: So so you're, can, you're absolutely sure you saw a huge gorillas-looking humanoid thing uh, that day ripping something out of the ground? You convinced without I, a doubt.
0: I didn't see it, but the noise that it made, nothing – there's no human I know that could make it. It wasn't a dog. It wasn't a big cat. It wasn't anything from like a, a loudspeaker – and that part of the bush at the time, it was thick bush. So I don't know nothing that can rip out a tree that's about twenty meters tall with you know huge roots. So and then run away. So that was my first like intro into yaois. But then when I saw the small one, yeah, hundred percent convinced.
1: Right, and so. What I mean, how do people take it when you when you say something like this? I, I imagine most people are like, Oh, come on, mate, what are you talking about? That's a bit ridiculous. But how how do you explain it to people? Do you bother trying to convince people, or is it just sort of listen, if you you know, if you believe me, great, if not, whatever. Do you have much I guess do you have any evidence for the for the layman? Do, do you have anything that people can watch, listen to, view, that can actually convince people that what you uh propose is is out there is real?
0: Yes, well, all my friends or my family know. My name's Yowie Dan, so I, I'm out there. and I don't hide away from it. Uh, I don't try to convince anyone. I just say to people, if you don't, um, if you're not sure or don't think it's real, spend a night out in the bush with me, with an area I know that's active. And then once, sh- you know, you spend that night out, you can make your own mind up. I, I, know, I don't push anyone into it. I, like, I'm into it. I enjoy researching them. If someone doesn't believe in, in into them, that's they're they're free to say that, you know, that, yeah. that I'm not there to push anyone into believing something that I believe.
1: Right. So what happens out in the bush when, when people, when you go out there? So you pack the car up, you know, what happens when you enter? you enter a particular place? Is it just anywhere that works or it has to be, as you said, uh, active? How do you find an area that's active? Is there like a group of people that you uh, relay information to? And how does that how does that work?
0: uh uh, basically what i do i I do go into the ayr forums and places where you can see uh some places that have, have had a really good history of sightings and weird things happening um sometimes it's just a guess but a lot of times i'll go into the blue mountains and i'll set up some little sound recorders and they'll be way off trail and then you'll hear wood knocks and some things happening like things will walk up and you can tell it's bipedal it's not like a wombat or something walking around you can tell it's on two legs so i get a little bit of information from here and there uh uh, you know like a what can you say educated guess. um but other times people will ring me up and say hey i was out here last night come out there's all this stuff was happening so all right let's go so the next weekend we're over there and we're looking around can you explain wood knocks to people?
1: Because that, that's a it's a term that, unless you've ever been involved in Yowie hunting, it's probably a bit of a um, a term that means nothing.
0: Well, basically, what what the general consensus is, uh, they're like a to try and communicate between each other. So, look, I'm over here, and a wood knock will travel through valleys. It's like when you go cooey. So coo like, you know, hey, I'm over here. Oh, yeah. And then wood knock is the same thing, letting each other know where they are.
1: Okay. And so you can hear – well, I mean, we heard these when we went out into the Glasshouse Mountains and uh, Ron, who took us out there, explained like what a wood knock is, gave us a good uh, piece of like a big stick, smashed the tree and you can hear it. And then when you hear it at night, it does. It makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up because you're like, oh, shit, that's exactly what we were talking about, and it's, um, it's confronting. Does, mm. does anything that you're aware of make those type of knocks? The only thing will be a human. There's nothing yeah. else that's got a thumb that can
0: grab it and swing it and hit it like that.
1: And it's okay. hitting it pretty hard. It's not, it's not something in a tree like making a slight noise. It's a whack.
0: Yeah, it's a whack. They're not little, tiny, little hits. But the odd occasion when I've been out when it's windy, you do get some trees that will hit, like big, tall trees at the top. They'll hit each other, and they'll make that similar noise. But on nights when it's perfectly still, there's nothing happening, there's no wind, and you hear a clear wood knock like a baseball bat hitting a ball bang, You you know, something's been bashed against a tree.
1: So you go out. Do you do you have much evidence that you can show people that what you believe to be true is actually out there?
0: Yeah, I've got a YouTube channel called Australian Yowie uh and it's got sound recordings and some and videos and evidence on there. And uh yeah, so there's just plenty on there. I've got pictures, I've got like a, a million files on my computer Sure. every time I go out. So yeah.
1: So so producer Connor uh, when we when we set this up, he said that you're gonna send over some stuff. Do you want to go through that now and, and sort of explain what, what we have? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Be interesting.
0: Okay. The, your reaction to it.
1: Sure. So Connor's first image is um image number one is uh it's it's titled Foot One, uh, for your reference. Um do you want me to share this uh share this yes. screen so you can see it? Okay, give me one yeah. second. Let me let me Learn how to use Zoom, even though I use it every bloody week. Uh, <laughs> there we go. All right. Uh, so you should be able to see that now. So this is a, a large footprint or, yep. or a large collection of water uh, is what we're looking at here if you're listening to this. Yes. Can you take us through what we're seeing?
0: Well, I was actually not Yowie researching on this day. I was actually taking – I've got twin boys. They're 20 years old now, but they were probably around 13 at the time. And we were hiking down uh, through a trail called Lindemans Pass. And it's not a very hiked trail. Uh, it's it's a lot of places it's worn away and eroded. So you don't get a lot of people on there. So we're actually hiking in this area where I was very muddy. And there was normal footprints of you know people's boots and stuff. And then I come across this. There was actually about four prints, but this was the only one that the, the mud didn't cave in on itself and i actually measured it and it's 42 centimeters long right. so it's a pretty big footprint and so up the top there you could see not very clearly but I, I was i usually take casting material with me but because i was just on a hike with my sons i didn't take any so i could have cast this in when you do casts on prints it does bring up a lot more detail than you can see. And that left hand side, where you see that round bit, that's the ball of the foot. Yeah. So that's a pretty big ball of the foot. And it only had four depressions up the top where the toes were. But okay. it was 42 centimeters long and maybe about four inches wide. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, all the other footprints around there from boot marks did not look like
1: this and weren't as long as that. And so, a, so- a normal size 12. 12- uh shoe is uh thirty centimeters I believe that's a foot length. Uh yeah. so this is forty two so an extra twelve centimeters. So you're looking yes. at like what a size fifteen or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah a, a pretty big foot. Yeah, pretty um, big foot. <laughs> yeah. Well I guess it's probably a small foot in, in relation to the size of these creatures. But
0: yeah, it's you know- really weird. Usually they're wider. They're small skinny. So it just looked very it just looked out of place. Um for any trail I've been on I've never seen anything like that.
1: So is there the potential there for that particular one um and and for those of you listening to this and not and not watching it you know it that does look like a footprint but is there a but is there a chance that it's not? Well there
0: always is because I wasn't there when it happened. I'm only um trying to have my best educated guess on what it is. Yeah. But for me I'm a believer because I've seen them so I'm leaning towards Yowie sure. related. Yeah. I did okay. think about maybe two footprints crossing over each other to make that kind of weird thing, but you would have the second it'd be like a the second footprint coming on the side, but it wasn't there like that. So
1: I mean it, it does it does look like a footprint if we go back to it, like it definitely does. There hmm. is um you know, around this area here where the foot goes into the ground, if you can imagine it going the into arch. the ground, the arch, it pushes the soil or the mud in out. this case because it is quite uh, damp and, and wet. It pushes it mm. out and then creates like a little valley sort of thing where the water yeah. is collected in there. So, I mean, yeah. you know, from that point of view, it definitely looks like a footprint. Um yep. Is there anything – I mean, there's you know, there's leaves and stuff where we can sort of go to scale. Uh, but, yeah, I mean – but that's the thing, like with any of these, you can always say, no, no, that was made by someone with a big foot or, or, or you know, it was faked and those type of things. I mean, that's always the, the reaction. Like even when we do these ghost hunts and stuff, like, and, and with the Yowie hunt we did, we had a lot of people in the comments saying, oh, you, you faked this, you faked that. I mean, okay, we can, we didn't. But we can. Um, I guess you're always going to face that. Like, there's no way around that, is there? It's always an option that you could have faked something. But yeah, what are you? It's, you know,
0: you always get that, mate. I get it all the time, and um, yeah, I just it doesn't bother me.
1: <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's. Uh, can we go on to uh, image number two if that works for you? Yes. Okay. Image number two is. Can you take us through what this is?
0: Okay. Can you see the finger? print marks
1: okay so this yeah, is a wall
0: one. is it yeah that's it's what it is it's a rock ledge it's at glenbrook okay. um and uh, uh, someone that wanted to come out with me i'm happy to take anyone out yari yeah, research and then one guy said i want to come out and do it you know see what you guys actually do so we went out there and I, I said to him i want to go and have a look at these rock ledges up the top here i've always wanted to go so let's do it so we bush bashed about 100 meters Um, up this ridge and we were probably about half a K from actually the trail. So there's no one's going up there and it's like a rock ledge. And I was, I was looking for uh, prints of people walking around there first to see if anyone was there. I always look for evidence of humans first to try and dismiss that and then try and prove prove it's a Yowie. So basically he's just gone, look at this. And it's like a little rock ledge there underneath the main one. And it just looked like something had put their hand there. And just place their hand on there, and you can see four fingers. So you can yeah. see one, two, three, four going down. It's not a good shot, it's probably the best I could get. Um, that, that I, at the time it was really dark there, and when I did use a flash, it, you couldn't see the fingerprint. So, um, I mean, it almost yeah, got looks about, like
1: someone's dug their fingers into some ice cream,
0: yeah, you know, they sort like, of, but they're sort of just stuck, got stuck into it. Okay. It's like loose sand, like the beach. You put your hand in like yeah, on a yeah. wet sand and then, it, yeah. So it was just a, a weird thing that, why is it there? There's no person that's been walking around there because when we walked around in that area, it was like a the black had been coming off off the rocks, some sort of black, and it kind of went across the sand. And when we walked there, we disturbed it. So we knew no one, no one had been there for mm. a long time before we got there. If
1: We could have been the first
0: people to ever go there. Yeah. So-
1: it's just really but, weird that it was in that area. I mean, looking at it, and and if you if you saw that when you were looking at looking for something else, or you know, it could be construed as anything, really.
0: Yeah, but I, I have got the video of it on my YouTube channel, and you can see it a much clearer okay. than than that. So it's it's like up to the people to make their mind. But it was to me, it's fingerprints marks for sure. Okay. Because I could I could see it with my own eyes and you can pick up more detail than what a camera can.
1: Sure. No, absolutely. And sometimes it's hard when you see something to recreate it. Uh, you see a beautiful sunset. Sometimes when you take a photo of it, it looks shit. But in, yeah. in, in the real world, it was it was fantastic. Okay. So I I, I think from here we've got some audio recordings. So yes. this one is the bung, bung, Bungoya Woodnock.
0: Bungonia National Park.
1: Bungonia. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay, so I should be able to hear this. I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear it, um, but I'll I'll play it if that works for you. Yeah, I know what um, it sounds like. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Do you hear it? So about 11 11 11 seconds, I'll replay it. You can, def- you can definitely hear the knock, so I'll play and- it one more time for everyone. All right. so it's it's a definite knock or a definite noise off in the uh, off in the distance.
0: I recorded that with this parabolic dish, okay. So, and the bungonia National Park, where we recorded it, it's called Adam's Lookout. And it's it's the ridge is way down. You're probably looking at 300 meters. Uh, we were sitting on the lookout. There uh, was my wife and two fellow researchers that come from Canberra, and they didn't hear it. I picked it up with the parabolic because on the video, on the my YouTube channel, you hear me say, "Did you hear that?" I got that? a wood yep. knock, and they're, and they're going, no. Nah. Right. So yeah, so it come from far away, and it was I could clearly hear that wood sound. So it was nothing other than that. And it, like, it was windy, um, but it just seemed like it was too clear to just be two trees rubbing like that. It sounded like something gets smashed on the Mm. side
1: of a tree. Yeah. And I think the best way for people to sort of understand how that. Uh, why that sounds the way it does and why you would think that that's a yowie communicating with that is if you go up to a tree and hit it with a stick, it sounds exactly like that. And that's yeah. what we were doing when we went to the Glasshouse Mountains is uh, our, our our guides basically had us hit a uh, hit a tree and then we'd listen for one in return. And that's what we had. We, were you doing anything like that? Were you calling out or were you just observing the, the night?
0: No, we were just sitting there quiet um, just... No, because when you use the parabolic dish, everyone has to be quiet. Yes. It, it, it's really sensitive. You can be sure. walking 10 metres 10 meters behind me and I can't hear anything. So it's just quiet. Yeah.
1: Okay. And um, was there anything else happened that happened that night or was that the main piece that you took away?
0: That was the only thing that we got that night. It's, right. it's, it's not like you go out and I'll go out, I think, out of 10 times. I'll get one night where I'll have a really good night and get a lot lot of recordings, and the other times just get nothing.
1: So why, do you, think, why do you think that is? Why do you think they are so uncatchable or untraceable?
0: Well, I think they're just like the Aboriginals where they can't stay in one area because they, they'll just eat all the food and it's gone. So they've got to keep moving around. So if you just happen to pick that area that they're going to be in for that one or two or three days maybe to catch what they eat and Whatever kind of um, roots off the plants, and then they're gone. If you happen just to turn up at that particular time, you know, you get lucky. But other times, the area is a lot bigger. So you get places like the Jamison Valley. It's a massive valley where we've done like a wood knock on one side where the ruined castle was, and we got a reply from the other end of the valley.
1: Right. So ruined, what, yeah. what ruined castle?
0: Uh, in, uh, you know, what a Three Sisters is? Yeah. In Katoomba. So if you look at the lookout there and look on the, onto your, like, to the right bit going to the south, there's an area called the ruined castle. It looks like a okay. castle that's fallen over, but it's a natural formation.
1: Oh, right. Okay. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of activity around that area I've found yeah. over the years.
1: Yeah. And, I mean, this is, I guess this is the issue with any of these paranormal things or crypto things, is people, um, people straight away either believe you or they don't. Um, it's like politics. You're either one way or the other. Like every like yep. people in the field of paranormal investigation a lot of the time and this is probably their downfall is they believe everything straight away and people outside of it are like, no, no, everything's bullshit. My attitude towards all of this is, um, you know, let's start in the middle and find our way uh, to either side. Like when I, I had this experience looking for ghosts and I don't know what your, your experience with ghost hunting is or if you have any at all, my first experience was I had a whisper in my ear that was clear as day to me and thankfully we picked it up on the audio and so I can show that to people and go, listen, there was no one behind me. People go, you faked it, all that type of stuff. We didn't, but it is what it is. And, you know, I guess that sort of comes to my next question, which is you've been studying, you know, yaois for a long time and, you know, there's not this giant number of pieces of evidence. Like there's, you know, there's wood knocks and all this type of stuff, but people would look at that and go, no, that's bullshit. You know, there's a footprint there, yeah, but that could have been anything. Like there's nothing... Why is there no hard evidence? Why is there no photo? Why is there no, um, you know, a live species that has been caught? Why are they so elusive? Why, why, why is this one thing that you've named yourself, or not, you know, not in your daily life, but you're known as? Why can't we see one? Why can't we physically touch one?
0: Well, what I find is a lot of people that go out into the bush, they're not carrying expert cameras; they're mostly carrying. Mobile phones, mobile phones are a phone. Then the camera on it, it's only so good. So you're always going to be blurry if you're trying to move it around. If you see something, these creatures, like any creature, they blend into the bush so well. You now the colours of the, if you look at the colours of the uh, of the kangaroos and wallabies, sometimes you walk through the bush and they're like three metres away from you, but you won't see them till they move, and they're right there. So it doesn't matter how big or small it is, if it's colour is going to make it blend into the bush, you're not going to see it. And I've been at trails where I've stood on the other side of the creek and bushwalkers have all come through, and I'm just out in the open standing still, and they've laughed and talked and thrown stones and everything and haven't seen me. And I'm standing out in the open, and I've got a backpack on and just wearing green. So if I can stand in the open and not be seen, why can't a 10-foot yaoi that's got fur that makes it blend into the bush so well be seen? But, you know, a lot of people don't go out there and research like myself. They don't spend the time. Like, we go out there and spend time to try and get the best footage we can to try and prove this animal's real, but it's just elusive. It's And it's smart. It's a smart creature. It's been living in this land for eons. So it knows how to camouflage itself and make itself disappear like that. So mm. it's going to be something that... Um, I hope to find good evidence. That's what I'm trying to do. Uh, Look, I've got a thermal camera here right now. And one thing about the thermal cameras, the old ones, you used to have to do Wi-Fi to a phone to actually get the phone to record it. But this one's got 16 gig memory and I can take photos and videos all at once. And it can pick up a human walking at three Ks away. Right. So, yeah, so uh, that's the one that's it's cost just over three thousand dollars. So yep. you know people a lot of people haven't got the money to buy the gear like this, so they're all using basic gear um you know with basic gear you're not going to get the best results so unfortunately that's why a lot of people don't get you know what you know people want hard evidence,
1: yeah, yeah, and I mean you know and it's not uh it's not a go at you or anyone who uh you know spends their time looking for these creatures or any creature like it's It is, it seems ridiculous to a lot of people. But if you've been out there and really listened to people who genuinely believe in either the Yowie's or aliens or whatever it happens to be, people have, they've proved to themselves that it is real. And then they're desperately, or maybe not even desperately, but they're trying to find something that they can show every other person that they're not crazy. And I think that's, that's, um, maybe where some people come undone because they're so desperately trying to find something to prove that they're not crazy that they will jump uh, to any piece of evidence and say, look, that's, that's it, or or they'll use a wood knock. And it's not until you're out in the bush in the middle of the night and you hear a wood knock that you go, oh, shit, that's a bit creepy. Um, can we continue going through the uh, the evidence that you sent through? Yes, yes. Okay, so we go from the uh, the first wood knock uh, to the Falcon Bridge mouth-clicking. Yeah, so what great
0: apes have been known to do is do finger clicks and mouth clicking. Sure. To, they, that's how they, they, they communicate in some ways. And so I'd been on a hike. This is at nighttime. This was uh, probably about, you say, about maybe 11.30 at night. Uh, it's a, a place called Falcon Bridge. Um, we walked seven, about seven kilometers to get to the lookout, Falcon Bridge Point. So we stayed there for about half an hour, and I said, oh, we'd better get going. So it was a friend of mine, Darren. So we uh, started walking back, and I had a smaller parabolic dish than this, a cheaper model, and I had the headphones on, and I started hearing something moving in the bush. So I just said to Darren, you know, just be quiet for a second. I said, um, you know, you could just hear the finger clicker. I've never heard that before in the bush, something doing that. I, I don't know any animal other than us that's got that can do that. So it's really weird. So yeah, play it and let everyone uh, uh, listen to it and make their own minds up.
1: Okay. So what are we what are we looking for here? We're we're looking for the clicking that noise. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So we we played it through. Um, yeah, there's one single sort of click early on, yep, and then there's a bit of a almost an electronic clicking sound. Is that yeah?
0: That was that's that's the parabolic dish, yeah. Unfortunately, okay, let's
1: listen to it again. And my friend, sorry,
0: my friend says something about that car, he thought I was talking about something about a car, okay,
1: okay. So there's definitely a click early on at about three seconds in, like a yeah. sort of thing. Mm. Then there's a parabolic. And, yeah, there's some clicks. Sort of like, I don't, I don't know if you've ever... Sorry, go on.
0: They were in two different areas. So the first one come from my left-hand side and maybe about 20 metres away the other one came because the parabolic's got a bit of a range on a, you know, on an angle like that. So it can pick up. So when I, I heard it, I knew something was on the right. So when one made a noise, I just started pointing it to my right and that's when I picked up the second one. That's why it, all, it made a bit of a noise with, the, with, with the, the cord that was in there.
1: I don't know if you, you're familiar, but uh, in on on D-Day... When the American troops landed, particularly the paratroopers, they had little clickers that they would communicate with. It almost sounds oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I'll just play it one more time. It almost sounds like you know you're trying to communicate with someone um, through one of these little clicking devices that they would that they would use back in uh, in World War Two.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, there's there's definitely a click there. It does sound like someone stepping on a stick though. That's – it was way in the bush. So, where we,
0: you're looking at seven kilometers, it's like an hour and a half to two-hour hike to get where we got. 11.30 at night. Uh, the bush there was a lot of things that had fallen over. It was thick bush there. And I heard something walking around, not walking, just moving, and that noise was like – it just sounded different to what that, those two noises were. They sounded like, you know, they were doing this and maybe a mouth click, like – something yep. like that and it was one there and then it happened then i was like oh there's two things communicating with each other it's just a really weird sound that i haven't heard any birds make that uh any kind of marsupial make it so it's just a very weird sound to be recorded up in the blue mountains
1: mm. no it, it certainly is and 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 this is late at night you're out there hearing this
0: yeah this is late at night this is This was like eleven thirty we were on our way back. We yeah. started when it was daylight we when we walked We do night hikes a lot where we 'll yep. just get on the trail and walk down the trails in the nighttime.
1: does that does that have you ever been in a position where you 're quite terrified because the, the night we did this, I was genuinely concerned for everyone 's safety that's that 's the sort of scenario that we were in where um, the people around us were, and maybe it's because they were suggesting these these things were happening where, you know, we feel like there's someone, uh, you know, t- at 12 o'clock or at, at 8 o'clock and there's there's we're hearing something walk through the bush near us and people are suggesting that they're, you know, this is bipedal. And maybe it's those suggestions that start scaring you. But is there, have there been many moments where you've started to be fearful at all?
0: Uh, when I first started going out, I used to go out by myself and camp in the Blue Mountains. Uh, probably the first two or three times, yeah, I was a bit freaked out. But I just kind of got used to all the natural noise that I noted that I'm made by owls and bush mice and different things moving around at night. But no, I, I can't say I've been freaked out by anything where I've had to like, hey, quick, let's get out of here and let's run away. No, haven't been in that situation. I haven't been herded out. One or two of my friends down Canberra have been herded out by, yeah, we say all these, that's what they've
1: told me. What happened there?
0: Uh, They were out walking along the trail there at night, and they said uh, there was a couple of creatures around them. They couldn't see them, but they're all making noises and they're all shaking the bush. And as they come out, the bushes and that kept getting, they kept chasing them until they virtually just said, Yeah, herded them out and get out of here. And then it all stopped. Right. So, yeah, they got herded out. They said they, they ran. So, I don't know what kangaroos and it'll stand around the bush and shake it say "Get out of here." So, I yeah. don't know.
1: And I mean, there is there is an expectation that you know someone would have found uh, a dead one uh, or a dying one. Why do you think that people haven't been able to discover a um, a corpse or or a skeleton or something like that? Well,
0: uh, it depends if the ground's acidic. Because it, it again, it, within a couple of years, you know erode them away uh even there's been uh, a, a bit of a uh, they put a deer on the ground and within three days it was all gone so you know all the maggots and that and the insects done their job and then other predators ripped them apart um and then uh, some actually animals eat the bones so there could be a number of reasons why but yeah other than that i can't give an explanation why it hasn't been found are they smart enough where they bury their dead? Who knows? Mm. There's a lot of explanations out there. That's what we're trying to find as researchers.
1: I mean, you know, like if it is a deer that's been ripped apart, you often find a skull. Or even if a person has been buried out mm. in the bush, you know, you often, a bushwalker will find a leg bone or something that leads to a discovery. You would think over time that even through erosion or something, there would be something that would point to this. There would be dung. There would be um, not just a footprint or a wood knock. It would be something much clearer. Is there what, what piece of evidence do you think that you show people that makes them go, this is legit?
0: There's an uh, area at Glenbrook where I filmed one in the background. Um, it's only a small, uh, like clip. Okay. And when I actually take people to that site and you see where this actual creature was standing, it's nearly level with a 12 foot rock ledge. So it's right. probably a foot. So that's when I, people think it's something small up the, up, like way, away up the Ridge, but it was actually only about 15 to 18, 18 meters away from me. I actually, um, found a, 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 a like a, um, Tree break, and I wanted to find out, see how hard that tree was actually to break. So I put my camera down, and as I put it down, I picked it up behind me, um, and that was pretty much one of the first really strong evidence that you know I found that. Gee, these things are really tall as well. So, that's is one that thing on that I YouTube? Did. Is it? It's on YouTube. It's called Glenbrook Yowie.
1: I might pull it up just so we can. Um, perhaps you could talk us through it if, if that's alright. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, can you yeah. say that now? We're going way back in June 2013. I went looking for a Yowie evidence at Glenbrook Blue Mountains, New South Wales. This is what I filmed in the background. Okay. So do you want to take us through this and tell me when to play and when to uh, when to pause that oh, type just, of thing?
0: Yeah, keep going until you see the see me there in the bush, and then it's pretty. It's just a short clip. Okay. And then yeah, you're all right. So. You'll see that tree there. I'm trying to find out how hard that was to get broken. So I've I've just got like a little camcorder. Um, yep. It was a digital tape. So I try to grab it and see. All right, now I'm as I'm putting the camera down. Now you'll see in the background uh, like a black shape. It's really quick, and then that's me trying to do it. So someone else did this for me. So I just put it up on my on my um. So you can see um a black shape there.
1: Up in the right hand corner. Yeah, in the right-hand corner there. Yeah. I, di- I did see that when, you, when we first watched it. So it's now going through the still frames and there is – so that's the first frame. There is definitely something there. Hmm. So that's and – And there's a lot of bush
0: there. We've gone back there and I had a friend, he's about six foot, just over six foot, and you couldn't see him from where I was standing. Right. Yeah, you you got to go to the site to really understand the area. That's only about 15 to 18 meters away. And there's nothing there. That's open ground.
1: You should get um you should get someone to stand up there and have a comparison shot. That would be very interesting.
0: We to we see have. what it would look like. We we have it's on I'm sure it's on my Australian Yowie where I've gone back there and it's even on the the track. Search for Australia's Bigfoot, and you can't see someone that's just around six
1: foot tall standing there. Right. Well, ho- yeah. producer Connor will throw that up uh, in the edit, but that's that's really interesting. I mean, it certainly looked like something was there, and then it mm. uh it not only appeared but then disappeared uh, as the camera sort of pans away. I mean, yeah, you know, right. and and that's that's one of these things that we talk about where it's a fleeting experience. Like it's, it's there and then it's gone. Um, is that frustrating from your point of view? Yes, because they don't <laughs> hang around. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want them to hang around.
0: It won't freak me out. Like, um, I, I, I've I've we've actually been up to um, the Wadigans, a friend of mine, and we went up there and camping and uh, we walked way away from the campsite where, the only place we could camp with a lot of other people there. Well, I've gone down the other side of the ridge and I've gone down to the bottom of the creek and I just said, something growled at me because we had little um, little CB radios, you know, and uh, walkie-talkies. And he started laughing like, what? I said, yeah, it's running up towards you now. And he goes, oh, I can hear it, but I can't see it. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I can see leaves flying everywhere like it's running, but I can't see it. And I'm down in the creek and it's I can hear something running along then I can hear something running along chasing it. So, And the sound was exactly the same. So one was human, one wasn't. And then when he um, he lost sight of it, so what it did, it did big D-shape and it come back around to where near I was and then I spotted it walking down the, into the creek again. So, yeah, I've seen a bigger one. It was probably about six foot, but it was solid ass. It was big.
1: So, when we were up up north and we were looking for the alley the first time, um, well, the only time so far, I'd like to do it again. But there was a part of the documentary where I sort of—it was early on in the day—and they won me over in the end. But I sort of lost a bit of um, lost a bit of hope in the whole video when uh, the gentleman who we were with, who turned out to be a great dude, and they, as I said, they won me over in the end. But there was something that he said that just lost me, and he said that he believes that they are interdimensional beings. What are your thoughts on that?
0: No, oh, everyone's got their own views. To me, they're just a normal flesh and blood creature that's grown up on planet Earth and it's still here surviving to this day, and it's just very elusive that we just can't find it or get a think- good, good yeah, photo sorry. or
1: video evidence of it, you know? Do you think when someone says that it actually takes away from your cause or do you think it's, uh, you know, all fair game because we don't have any evidence to the contrary?
0: Yeah, I'm not saying they're wrong. I'm just saying that's their view and that's this is my view. Um, a lot of people, it's like everyone's got different views on everything. You, know, you sure. go for a different football team than me and all that kind of stuff. You might like soccer and I don't like it. So uh, things like that. But yeah, it's, it's that's their view. That's what they believe in. They might have seen something because some people reckon they've seen like Bigfoots get beamed up into UFOs. There's hmm. heaps of different theories out there. Mine's just a basic normal theory that it's just like us, but it just it looks like an ape. You know' it's, it's, i don't know people ask me is it along the lines of humans i'm like no I don't it could be, but it, like there's only so many um females that they said come out of Africa, everyone's related to one or two or three females. are they related to one female and we're related to the other one? you don 't yeah. know,
1: yeah, I mean you know there there is evidence of a giant uh, bipedal ape that lived uh, you know not too long ago a, a Gigantopithecus, i believe is yeah. is the creature. Yeah. Is that something that you think that this yeah. creature that you see is related to?
0: It could be, or could be uh, uh, another creature that's closely related to it. So yeah, yeah that's that's that is kind of one of my kind of beliefs as well. It could be that because that I was think- a creature that is known for sure. There's sure
1: evidence of its teeth. Yes, and for that creature to be found, it has to be a one in a million chance for its, you know, remains to end up in a location where someone will eventually uh, find it. And it was lucky enough to turn into a fossil, and you know, as I said, someone has to find it. it it's very unlikely that someone would ever find it, and they have. How many other fossilized creatures uh, existed? Or exist rather that uh, that did exist at one point that people haven't found, and how many never were able to be fossilized. You know that is that is the sort of um, the hit and miss with with, uh, yeah. with with finding creatures that that existed at one point or another. I mean, people have been finding animals that they never knew existed until this point. You know, up until recently, yeah. oftentimes they're quite small. Um, but you know we found it with creatures in, in in the depth of depth of the ocean that are quite large uh, we don't know um mm. I mean when you're out in the bush at night, it's scary. I've been hunting with my mate Adam Greentree and he um I remember we freak oh, well I freaked out he didn't freak out he's been out uh in the wilderness for a long time, but we heard something it was this crazy screeching scream and I said, mate what was that? he goes, oh that's just a um that's just a wombat. Like, wombats make terrifying noises. Like, the bush is a scary place at night time. Yep.
0: Well, the koalas, they scream as well. They make some terrible screams, especially when it's mating season. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, they go crazy. You know when you were talking before about why we didn't find a yaoi, why we haven't found a skeleton? Well, Gigantopithecus has actually been proved to be a real creature, and it's, you know, 10 foot tall. And all they've found is teeth that are about that round. So right. that shows you that's how hard a creature can be defined. So that's sure. actual creature that's been one hundred percent found. Yep. So yeah, we could be we could might only, might only just find teeth of it.
1: And, so- and that that was my point. I, maybe I didn't word it correctly. Is it's the likelihood of someone finding a fossil is very unlikely. It has to yeah, find yeah. itself in the right rock sediment, and then luckily enough, to, or be lucky enough to actually turn into a fossil and then be found. Um, mm. So you know, there's always that opportunity or, or likelihood that something you know out of out of this world could could have existed on earth or maybe it still does do yeah. you, i mean like, you know we've we've spoken about the yowies and there's one piece of evidence i'd like to get to uh before i let you go but what is it with the blue mountains because people talk about not only yowies they talk about tasmanian tigers they talk about uh black cats what is it about that area that seems to be so magnetic to these conversations?
0: Well, if you just go on a lookout in the Blue Mountains and you can look as far as you can and it's just thick bush, yeah. and we've probably only searched maybe 10% of it. There's that much bush out there and it's thick and it's hard to get through. Like it took the, the uh, Black Slam Wentworth and Lawson 21 times to get over there because they always try to get from one side to the other using the creeks. It's just too yeah. hard. So if they couldn't get over 21 times it took them, they finally said, no, nah, we've got to go out using the, the ridge lines. So you can see how hard it is to hike up and down mountains. Like I did the uh um, to Katoomba hike, it's 50 Ks. And then I say to people, if you want to do the uh the Kokoda Trail, but in Australia, do that hike. It is bloody hard. And you know, we, I was out there and I've got a uh, had a video, a sound recording of a, something bipedal walking up to my sound recorder and we were 50 k's from anywhere. So no one mm-hmm. walked up bipedally to my sound recorder. So, and that bush is, you just get there. I just look there and go, I'd like to search everything. <coughs> this. I'd like to get dropped by a helicopter in there and in there because they're the only times you can get in there. It's the only way to get there. You know, the trails only go so far. So most of my camping and when I get my or my, my sound recordings, I'm going off trail into the bush by myself and finding a place to camp maybe two kilometres away from the trail. I want to make sure that I'm away from people. I don't record them footsteps or anything like that. I want to record something that I know it's going to be it's going to dismiss humanity. So more of a chance of getting something that's Yowie related or it's a Yowie itself. And like I said, it's it's the Blue Mountains. Uh, I know people talk about the thylacine and the big cats. I'm not really into searching for them, but I do look out for weird prints and sometimes I'll take a print, take a photo and send it to some people who are into that and they'll say yes or no, it could be um, or not. But yeah, it's, Australian bush is so hard to get through. It's unbelievable. So that's why, you know, it's so hard to get any evidence of them.
1: What, have you seen anything else out there that you think might be a, a, of interest other than other footprints?
0: I seen. We've seen some weird shit out there, mate, I'm telling you now. Like uh, I've been walking along that trail from uh, the ruined castle, federal pass it's called, and something clearly yelled out, watch out, in the bush. Uh, yeah, pretty much like a male voice was going, watch out. And like 1 o'clock in the morning and it's dead quiet. Oh. Someone yells, watch out. You kind of like take notice. That's what freaked me up more than a yowie running <laughs> past me in the
1: bush. I'm course telling you now. Of course it fucking was. You know, what? we see. Was, this, we, was we, this like a, sorry, was this like a yelling out or was this like a whisper or was this like, you know, all around you? Were you by yourself?
0: No, we were actually filming for the track documentary and we're walking out and I was about 20 metres in front of the other guy. So I was just walking by myself with the head torch on and, and the trail kind of bends and weaves like that. So I go around the corner there on the other side and I'm walking along and on the ridge, maybe two meters above me, it just went, Watch out! Like that. I was just, oh, <laughs> and I'm that's just still, horrible. still like, and, I, and my first thing was to the boys, Did you tell me to watch out? And they're going, They're like, What? What? And I'm like, Something just yelled at me. <laughs> yeah, it freaked me out.
1: Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, well, that's the, that's it's the thing. There's been like- weird noises. Yep.
0: It's weird noises out there, man, because you know what? That That's where they were getting kerosene shale from. And they were, um, that's why the Federal Pass is there. They used to have donkeys and take an horse and carts up there. And then um, that was after they made uh, from Malalia Point all the way down into there. They had like a big cable car thing in um, 1872, and it all fell over. So that's why yeah. they got the donkeys out. That's why they got the Scenic Railway. They used to bring it all up. Back up to the top Gotcha um, Yeah And people, people died down there So there's a lot of weird Freaky stuff happening down there A lot of noises That we know They're not Yowie related They're spiritual mm. It's weird You better it By yourself with a friend And find out for yourself
1: yeah, no thanks. Um, so there's some, <laughs> no, it's not for me. Although maybe one, though. I mean, it's, it, they are good videos. I would like to spend some time in the Blue Mountains. There is uh, one more um, clip that you sent through, a uh, suspected Yowie Howl uh, from uh, yep. Mara Mara, first Maramara, first Howl in the series. National Park. Yeah. So ta- take, us- take us through that if you could.
0: Well, uh, a friend of mine said uh, he'd been um, fishing in the in the Hawkesbury and something weird happened to him from the bush. Something got thrown at him and like a rock and stuff, and, and then they took off. So he said, uh, maybe go and have a look at that area. So I looked up and the campground I could find was Maramara. It's like you can get in there by boat through Maramara Creek, which runs straight off the Hawkesbury River, or you hike in. So it's about a seven-kilometre hike. So we get down there, uh, set up camp, and – Nothing really happened and um, yeah basically 11 o'clock or quarter past 11 uh, this thing just started howling in the bush right And this was taken from a little sound recorder I had on the other side of the creek. There's a total creek so you've got to wait for the tide to go down. and this thing was howling on and off for about 35 to 40 minutes and it was on coming to come down the ridge and it end up going through the creek. And there was another couple that were about 100 metres from us. They got out of their tent and set their fire a lot, put their fire on. That freaked them out. Yeah. Uh, and, then it, and then it ran across into the bush. We got our torches and we we're trying to search for where it was and then it took off and it was gone. Uh, the next day, one of the guy, that's, he's actually come out with me researching since and he said, I've been out in the bush a lot of times and I've never heard anything make that noise. And one thing about the sound recording, it doesn't do justice of how loud it was. It was very loud, like no dog or person could have done it. And one of the what one thing about the, the 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 sound of the noise was it never wavered. It was strong from the start to the peak to the end. So it was something that had a big lung set. So and it, it was really loud. Like I just went, it echoed down the valley and we were just like we're just like so ecstatic. We're quick, quick, get the recording gear. And we just had like smiles on this big, and then we're just pointing our parabolic dishes up there. So it was, if I had this parabolic dish, it would be much clearer. Uh, sorry, clearer. Trying to get the voice out. Clearer and, uh, and, and, and louder. So, um, yeah. So listen to it. Uh, people right. can make of it what they think, but it's not a dog. I'm pretty sure it's not a dog. I've gone through wild dog howls. I've gone through dingo howls. It doesn't sound like that.
1: All right. Well, let's listen to it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'd fucking get me fire going too. <laughs> Jesus and what do, what do you think of it? Do you think it could be a dog? Dude, like- well, I mean, maybe. I mean, that's that's this- that's what you would think, right? Unless you're of of, of your um, what you're out there doing, you would say that's a wolf or or a, or a dingo or something <laughs> like that. But that's scary. There's no that's there's a- no
0: house there's no houses up there. They there are there, but they're way back. They're not right near the ridge. So there's no. Why would there be a dog up there? But then again, what come down? Down the the actual ridge and went through the tidal creek that was chest height that was freezing cold. This is this is July. Yeah, I think it was June or July. So it was freezing cold. And then it went over and ran into the bush. So it was all all that was all linked together from the howls and what we think it was. The howls were more like it was calling out like like the wood knocks. Like where are you, yeah. other guys? Where are you? But if we heard another howl coming from somewhere else, it would have been like, oh shit! I think we're in yeah. trouble. But well, yeah, I mean, we're ecstatic.
1: I've- Like with my dogs, you know, sometimes Littlefoot he'll in the middle of the night he'll howl just in a dream, and it doesn't sound like a a noise he would make. Like it's very guttural, and it's like you know sort of this primal sort of noise they can make. You know, maybe there was wild dogs in the area uh, calling out to each other. I mean, I'll play it again, and I'm I'm sorry you can't hear. I have I I did Google how to do that through Zoom. I I've
0: was there I feel I recorded I'm I sure it I'm sure like. I'm
1: sure no doubt but I'll, I'll play it right now <laughs> it's creepy it's definitely like if creepy if
0: you're there if you're there and you're just a camper and uh, you're going to go camping on and off here and there and you hear that that's what the other couple did. The first thing they did was get out and just start a massive fire. Just got branches and that and put it there because I, I was like later on. Oh, did you make the fire? Because you were freaking out. And the guy, Curtie goes, "Yeah, Mrs. was crying. She oh, was really? freaking out. What did what it did they loud. think it was? It, they weren't sure. But then they come up to us and we said, "Oh, we're here." Yowie, yeah, research and then Kurt's like, "Oh yeah, I'm into them. Like, yeah, I want to, I want to come out with his, like pretty much straight away. He was intrigued. Like. I want to know what that was. He goes, because it ran through the bush. Didn't you hear it? I said, yeah, yeah we put our torches on. He goes, yeah, I've seen it. And I'm going, what goes, what howls for like 40 minutes on and off? Like every two yeah. or three minutes, it just howled. It was three or four times. And well, they were just film of a little sound recorder. I've got a bigger one now. But basically, he just turned it on, leave it in the bush and let it go. And that's what picked up the first howl. The next ones were a parabolic dish, but that was like the best one of the set, but um, yeah, on and off for forty minutes, uh, and it was loud. It never kind of went from being loud at the start to get tired, and and the noises weren't as loud as later on. But this thing just kept pumping that sound in its lungs like it was huge. So. My so my like, wife was there with us, and I got a sound recording, and she was stoking the fire too. So she wasn't the only right. one was scared.
1: Man, that, that yeah, would be terrifying to hear that. So let's yeah. um let's finish up just on what you have seen over the past. These are some images when you when you Google Yowie, uh, obviously my yep. favorite type of Yowie are the chocolates. Uh but are these are the type of things that you would have seen, uh, or you could explain that you have seen in the past. These type yeah, of not images, a, or. Not a,
0: not as – the one I saw was really thick. Like it was okay. like six-foot like tall, but, yeah, more solid. Like see the one grabbing the tree above it? Yeah, See how it's yeah. got big arms and it's got no neck? It was just like right. a head stuck stuck on the shoulders, and it was just really solid. Like it was a big
1: – like, like a bricky Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: like a front row Rugby union rugby player, leg. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, huge. Yeah, just huge. Everything huge about the body but quick wow. like yeah the one that was at uh, the Wadigans, it was walking and i you know when you see those olympic walkers and you think you're not walking fast and actually you see people running next to them that's yeah. how quick it was walking it was walking quick so they 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 got a lot of um they they're really quick for their size
1: yeah i mean to to remain elusive obviously they would have to be um quite nimble Agile and be able to move through whatever you know they are happen to be moving through at the time. Um, mm.
0: Well, but they yeah, are man, I,
1: sorry they on. are
0: sneaky little. Sorry, they are sneaky little buggers. I had one try and come and pinch me parabolic dish when I was in the Blue Mountains, and I didn't hear it till it was right behind me. And when I've turned around, it shot off down the ridge, and then you could hear it running around down the bottom. And you yeah, saw it? So, no, I didn't see it. Sorry, no, no, I can't say. I, I, one thing about me if i see it i say i've seen it but if i didn't see it i always say I didn't see it. i don't make it up you know sure. that's one thing that's that's one thing that's been really hurting people doing yari research people that are lying that they saw this and they saw that and there's a picture and it's all blurry and all that it does hurt the people that are putting time in like myself to try and get those images
1: that say hey here it is finally we got it yeah so, yeah and mate um let, let's finish off with this. Out of how many years have you been researching into the Yowis now? Uh, since 2005. So, how, how many do you think you have seen without a doubt? I've seen two. And that's so the and thing, a big like, one. And a small one. And, like, this is the common thing or the common thread when I talk to people about how many they have seen. They've dedicated years to this, hours, nights, and they've seen one or two. And maybe that's why, you know, your average Joe hasn't seen any. And maybe that's just maybe that says that they are very difficult to find or you're full of shit. And I think, (laughs) I think, and that's not having a go at you. That's like, you know, that's why people don't believe in it. When we were out in that night and we heard some weird shit going on in the bush, I didn't see anything, but I heard some weird things. Um. Hmm. And, you know, I'm convinced that there's something going on. I'm convinced that we haven't gone through the bush and we haven't seen everything. And as you said with the Blue Mountains, it is very dense, uh, dense forestation and a lot of things could exist out there that we would would have no idea that's going on. Whether Hmm. or not it's exactly as you say it is, mate, I, I, I I believe there's something going on for sure. I mean, we don't have the evidence yet, but it doesn't mean we won't always uh not be able to, to have that evidence. Do you yeah, think well, do you think that we'll be able to find a photo one day that gives conclusive proof? Well, we've people able to get
0: some good quality gear. Like it's only three thousand dollars to get a, a, a good thermal and cameras are getting better all the time. So and cheaper. So yeah, we should be able to get some sort of evidence. There's a few people now that have got the thermal cameras out. So, uh, yeah, we should be able to get something. The more we go out, the more uh, chance, when we ever get a chance to go out again at the moment, it's, you know, locked down. But um, one thing I will say is I've met a lot of great people doing this. I enjoy the book going out in the bush. So if I can go out and Yari research and enjoy the bush with some friends that I would never have met by being into Yari researching, you know, I would have had a really dull life. You know, I love going out. And then if I never find one or get that photo or the video and people call me, I'm a lunatic or an idiot, I don't care. That's what I like doing and that's what keeps me happy. So, yeah. you know, uh, they can say what they want it's like a duck to water. I don't care.
1: Nah. Good <laughs> on you, is. Yowie Dan. I appreciate that, mate. And where can people find you? Give yourself a bit of a plug.
0: Um, I've got a new page. It's called dan.blog. So that's going to be all my evidence. It's got some of the sound recordings and and the pictures that you've shown tonight. I'm going to keep on adding stuff. Um, If you're just writing yaowydan.blog and keep looking up every week, I'm going to add more and more. And my YouTube channel is Australian Yaoi. So that's how you get in contact. Yeah. So uh, I used to be on Facebook. I'm not on there no more. I'm just steering away from that.
1: Fair enough. I understand. Well, thank you very (laughs) much for your time, brother. I really do appreciate it. Okay, thank you. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was Yowie Dan. Now, um, I will admit at the start I was a bit uh, turned off when he said he raced, he trained greyhounds. So <laughs> you'll have to forgive me there if we started a bit slow. You know my thoughts on the training of, uh, of greyhounds. Um, hopefully he's nice to them. Um, you know that I, I rescue greyhounds. So um, anyway, uh, we won't let uh, that get in the way of a, of a good yarn, and that was definitely a good yarn. Uh, as I said a couple of times throughout that, you know, we went out and we did the video. If you haven't seen the documentary, go and watch it. Uh, if you just look up Isaac Butterfield Yowie on YouTube, you'll find it. Um, that was really cool. And uh, I think that video has actually got like 600,000 views. And for an hour-long doco, we, we were real proud of that. And we put a lot of effort into those. And, and that's why we always try and push people back to the Patreon, Buttsman Premium, because that's what funds those videos. Those videos, like those docos, uh, they cost about... That one there was about $8,000 to make, and that's why we have uh, Butts Mom Premium there. So if you would like to get behind that, go and do that. I really do appreciate it. If you don't have the cash to be involved in that, because there is a members-only podcast that I'm going to record now with Big Bad, Bluey Nielsen, uh, that people on Patreon can go and watch. Um, If you don't have the cash to go and do that, all I ask is that you press subscribe or... You go and check us out on Spotify or iTunes as well. Share it with your fucking mates, your neighbors, your grandma, whatever. I don't give a shit. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for being a part of it. Be a good motherfucker. Peace in the Middle East, mid dick Toodle-oo, au revoir. Bye-bye.